everyone, and welcome to the Voice of Pancreatic Cancer podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Weinberg, with the Cena Magwitz Foundation. If you don't know about the Cena Magwitz Foundation, we are a nonprofit that's committed to the awareness, uh, prevention, and cure of pancreatic cancer. And I'm really excited today to introduce our guest. We have Ron Brevka, who's a warrior and also a racer, and he's going to tell us um, how about how the two of those went together. Uh, Ron, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and say where you're from? All right. Um, my name is Ron Brevka. I'm a pancreatic cancer survivor from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So uh, Milwaukee is also the home of Harley Davidson and I kind of call Milwaukee the center of uh, motorcycledom here on earth. Uh, so I've always had a, a lifelong uh, passion um, for motorcycles. And um, uh, after my diagnosis, I started the uh, High Voltage Motorcycle Show uh, to uh, raise awareness for pancreatic cancer research and um, to help with donations for Dr. Evans' We Care Fund. Um, and then uh, it slowly uh, kind of grew into this uh, big high voltage motorcycle show and races. I had I had four surgeries so far. The most recent one was in December. Um, I had a complete pancreatectomy, and um, I always say probably Dr. Evans and his staff will cringe a little bit. But just ten weeks after I had that surgery, I raced in the national championship and got a podium win. I got a second place. So incredible! So incredible! Well, congratulations on that. Thanks and for having me too. This is awesome. Yeah, I know. We're super excited. I think we should just, you know, start from the beginning. Let's start from, you know, your diagnosis. Okay. Um, I think I was diagnosed uh, in the fall of 2015 and early 20, uh, you know, I went through the chemo, the radiation, the initial surgery, uh, which I think was a, a distal, uh, you know, partial pancreatectomy. I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but uh, um, so that was uh, that was in 2016, and then um, um, in 2020, uh, it kind of came back, spread to my liver, so I had to have liver cancer surgery, and then uh, late 2021, um, something started appearing again, and. Um, uh, you know, I have to say, Doctor Doctor Evans is my doctor. Doctor Evans and the whole We Care team at the Medical College of Wisconsin is just outstanding. I mean, they're just great. And uh, so I have to. I owe, I owe all my health and uh, accomplishments since my diagnosis uh, to, to Doctor Evans um, and uh, all the caregivers and his uh, fantastic team. That's that's incredible. So 2015. So then that makes you. I think I'm a six year almost, survivor now. Yeah. I try not to. I try not to count. Really. But, uh, I think a six year six year survivor. Well, you passed the five year mark. I mean, that's that's a pretty amazing accomplishment. Thank you. Yeah. Glad glad to be here. Glad to be uh, um still here and and kind of helping with the awareness and everything and. Uh, so uh, I'd also like to say uh, a thank you to Roger Magowitz. Um, you know, we were down there in uh, Phoenix earlier this year and everything. And, and um, you know, Roger's like a superstar in this whole pancreatic cancer research and treatment thing. Um, I think he like kind of single-handedly started all the interventions and everything 
whatever it was, 20 years ago or whatever. So yeah, 20 years big, this year, big, big hats off to, um, Roger and the Cena Magowitz foundation, uh, for everything they've done over those years. I, I think I'm here because of, uh, all the work Roger's done, the awareness and all the funds he's raised for research and everything. Well, we're, we're big advocates of, of as you know, yep. all of our dollars go to research because that's, that's the way we're going to beat this thing. Let's talk about how did you find Dr. Evans? I mean, how did that uh, connection um, come about? Got pancreatitis again, and they, they looked into it closer, pancreatic cancer. And then uh, I don't really recall, next thing I know, Dr. Evans was taking care of me. And um, I had surgery. I, I do remember uh, after my first surgery being in the hospital bed and all these nurses were coming in and going, how did you get Dr. Evans to accept you as a patient? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And then after like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth one, I said, wait, why does everybody keep asking me that? And they're like, well, don't you know, he's a world renowned pancreatic cancer surgeon and researcher. I'm like, no, nobody told me that. I didn't know. <laughs> so. Thank God, you know. Well, you went to the right place for your second opinion. You know, my survival, my um, health, all the things I do is a testament to uh, Dr. Evans uh, skill and his uh, his entire team. It's just so wonderful. Well, tell me about when when you decided to combine your passion for for racing with your passion for finding a cure. that kind of, uh, that, that's an interesting story. Uh, I was uh, standing um, on a street corner in front of a, uh, a local uh, tavern in Milwaukee. There's a lot of taverns in Milwaukee. This was Frank's power plant. And um, Frank is a motorcycle enthusiast, uh, you know, Milwaukee. Uh, he grew up, he was, uh, grew up, born and raised in Milwaukee um, as I was. And uh, he's got motorcycles, you know, hanging from the ceiling in his in his tavern and stuff. And I'm standing wow. on the street corner, and the alderman came walking up, and I'm like, "Wow, uh, here I here Frank is here, the alderman's here. These are the two people uh, we need to uh, put a uh, benefit motorcycle show together on the street in front of Frank's." And um, they're like, "Yeah." We're here to support you, whatever, whatever you want. It'd be, it's a fantastic idea. By the second year, uh, it grew so big, it outgrew Frank's uh, power plant tavern in Milwaukee, and we had to move to Humboldt Park, uh, wow. which is a 5,000 5, seat amphitheater um, nearby uh, in, um, in Milwaukee. So luckily the parks department um, let us display about 200 motorcycles that first time we were at uh, Humboldt Park. Um, and then um, we had thousands of people come by and it's just been growing since then. So kind of nationally known amongst uh, custom motorcycle builders and enthusiasts, Harley-Davidson enthusiasts as well. So, um, And then putting the two passions together, you know, uh, having pancreatic cancer is obviously very traumatic um, emotionally and uh, physically. And... Um, you know, if you, if you don't uh, keep your mind active, at least I believe, if you don't keep your mind active with something, uh, you can spiral down into depression or worry and everything. So I just always 
but you know, it's a good idea. Take one of your passions, you know, and I tell people it doesn't have to be motorcycles. It could be anything. You know, it could be your grandkids, it could be your kids, whatever your hobby is and just uh, concentrate. So uh, I, I've been lucky in that it's grown uh, with the help of friends uh, in Milwaukee and uh, throughout the country, really from, from coast to coast, everyone has been helping. Uh, so, you know, um, it's really um, trying to stay in a good place by concentrating on, you know, your personal interests and uh, helping also. So I'm a helper. I like I like helping. So the awareness portion and then, you know, the donations and stuff, um, that's the helping part of it. So. And then also you happen to be really talented at it, too. So that helps a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just lucky. I think it's the passion uh, behind uh, both. You know, I'm a survivor, uh, so I want to help with that. Uh, and then, you know, my passion for motorcycles. Well, tell me about your upcoming race. Oh, the high voltage half mile in uh, Elkhorn, Wisconsin. So um, just a few minutes down the highway from Milwaukee uh, is the Walworth County Fairgrounds half mile track. Uh, it's a rare uh, cushion track. So can people tune in or how do we say? Oh yeah, we're doing updated. a, uh, we're doing a Facebook live. So okay. through several, several different um, uh, outlets. So of course uh, we'll be doing a Facebook live and this will be Sunday, June 5th. Races start at noon. We well, have, we'll, we'll be sure to be cheering you on that yeah. day. Definitely excited about it. It's pretty cool. Well, do you have any advice for someone that um, maybe is just at the beginning of their journey? Maybe they just got their second opinion or initial diagnosis and, you know, they can't even imagine being yep. where you are, you know, being able to, to advocate. It's not easy, but uh, hang in there try to concentrate on positive things. You know, uh, loved ones in your family, uh, the things you love to do. Uh, concentrate and always uh, keep your mind in a positive um, uh, spot and um, and trust there's there's a lot of great uh, caregivers out there and physician teams uh, that can handle this and uh, it's not easy but you can get through it um, I'm a six-year survivor um, you just have to uh, keep keep hope alive so I always say um, you know, uh, it, it's okay um, when you're going through all the chemo and radiation and all that. Sometimes it's okay to just do nothing more than just breathe. But uh, always remember um, that the sun will rise tomorrow. Hope that sunrise might bring. That's so good. Especially, especially with the Cena Magowitz Foundation uh, uh, supporting all the research. Well, uh, speaking of the Cena Magowitz Foundation, why do you think it's important that people support foundations like the Cena Magowitz Foundation? I mean, you got to experience an event this year um, being surrounded by, you know, over 30 warriors. I, I always say, uh, you know, it's all about hope. And uh, in this case, it's, it's hope through research. So, you know, uh, if you don't know Roger's story, um, you know, when he started 20 years ago, uh, they're, they're, they really didn't do anything for pancreatic cancer patients. You're, if, you, if you donate to the Cena Magowitz Foundation, you're really 
providing hope through research. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. And we're excited to, to see the results of the race on um, June yep. 5th. I'm going to get so. out there and race too. So yeah, I don't know if I'll win this time, but uh, I'll certainly try. We'll be cheering you on. We'll be cheering <laughs> you right. on for sure. Tune in June 5th. Yeah. We will. Well, thanks so much. Okay, thank you. Hi. Hi, Dr. Evans. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Good, Miranda. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Thanks for making time for this. I know oh, sure. we, I interviewed Ron earlier. So oh, I wanted. To, yeah, he has an incredible story. So we wanted to get your perspective on his case, you know, from a medical perspective. Well, thank you, Miranda. It's um, it's it's great to talk with you and and to support the Cena Mangowitz Foundation. And uh, I know everyone probably appreciates this, but the Cena Mangowitz Foundation is doing so much to support uh, pancreatic cancer awareness and uh, importantly, pancreatic cancer research, because we um, the way the way we have oftentimes phrased it here and and the Medical College of Wisconsin and the Laban Pancreatic Cancer Program is we have an obligation to the patient of today. And the patient of today that we're gonna talk about is Ron Brefka. And we, we also have an obligation to the patient of tomorrow. And the Sina Mangowitz Foundation represents the advocacy for the patient of tomorrow by their support of research, innovation, discovery, everything that will allow us to have better treatments uh, for the patient of tomorrow. Um, to get, get to your real question, which was um, uh, one of my patients who I, I would say now, I, you know, every, every doctor thinks um, a lot about every patient they have, especially uh, surgeons, because we obviously spend time with, with people when they're most vulnerable, when they're asleep, anesthetized. And um, right. we, we put a tremendous amount of, uh, of thought and and time and effort into into all of the decision making that goes into surgery, um, because pancreatic cancer treatment is a bit of a marathon now. Um, oftentimes, using uh, chemotherapy, sometimes targeted therapy, radiation, and surgery, we get to know our patients so well that uh, it's impossible not to develop friendships along the way. And um, I, I don't know how many years um, I've known Ron. Uh, I can't remember when his when his first operation was, he may have told you in, in 20, your interview. I believe it was 2016, he said. Yeah, wow. Um, but he's, a, he's, an amazing, he's an amazing individual. And I think um, one, of the, one of the many great things about Ron is, is the ability in, with which he handles uh, adversity. And, uh, you know, right now at this time in, in uh, our, our world and our culture, there's a tremendous emphasis on, on work-life balance. And you hear about this work-life balance, wellness, you hear about it on TV and in and, and social media, you hear about it everywhere. Well, when pancreas, when pancreas cancer uh, affects someone, um, it doesn't really pay attention to work-life balance. Uh, sure. And it's so hard. Patients have to integrate this very difficult diagnosis into, into how they manage their how they manage their day. And, and I think Ron, I it would be great to have Ron uh, talk about how he initially dealt with, uh, with the diagnosis, how he dealt with the challenge of, of managing um, his treatments uh, because he, he became, if you will, a, a, an all-star, a professional. I mean, I mean he, it, the advice that 
that he could give is is probably invaluable um, because Ron Ron was able to navigate this very difficult arena of integrating a sudden unexpected unexpected poorly timed diagnosis um, into his life and he he did it with just incredible courage and and resilience just amazing and he found he found he he almost maybe I'm putting uh, words into his mouth, but it would appear that he almost found strength in the diagnosis, and he became a stronger and more powerful individual. Certainly, his advocacy for uh, pancreatic cancer awareness and his support of pancreatic cancer research through the motorcycle community of uh, of the greater Midwest and uh, and certainly Wisconsin has been amazing. Um, I, before the pandemic, I would go to one of his rallies in South Milwaukee every year. Wow, and I uh, I probably was not appropriately dressed for a motorcycle rally, but <laughs> but I can tell you this summer I'm going to absolutely do my do my best um, with my attire. But I'll definitely be there, and uh, and it's it's just a real privilege and an honor to support Ron, and and I can't tell you how much uh, his friendship means to all of us here at uh, at MCW and the Levon Pancreatic Cancer Program. Well, he did let us in on a little secret of yours that that you might not be so unfamiliar with the motorcycle scene. Oh, I did. I did have a motorcycle for one year in college. I I was uh, shipped overseas for a year of college. They had had enough of me in the United States. And <laughs> so I, I went to um, uh, Swansea, Wales, which is on the on the, in the southern part of Wales in the United Kingdom. It's right on the ocean. It's just absolutely spectacular. Wow, beautiful. And when I showed up there, I realized that um, the uh, the dormitory I was assigned was two miles from the main campus. So uh, I said, well, you know, how am I going to get to school then? Uh, so a couple of the other um, uh, uh, kind of uh, transfer students, along with myself, we all got motorcycles. And... Um, we managed to survive the year without uh, a motorcycle crash, and uh, it was really a great time. Wow, that's awesome. Well, um, one interesting thing about Ron's case is that he shared with us that he came to you to know you through a second opinion. So I know that we are always stressing the importance of that. Maybe you could quickly touch on that before we wrap up. I think it's always great to get um, as many uh, minds and eyes on a problem as uh, possible. And I think uh, at the level of academic medical centers, uh, there are second opinions that are going on all the time. They, they go on, if you, if you will, informally, where um, uh, on any given week, I, I probably ask some people around the country what they would do with a certain uh, patient or a certain problem. And uh, they may ask my opinion as well. Um, in, my own, in my own cancer center clinic, I've had a uh, a complimentary second opinion uh, service going for probably now 15 to 20 years. And uh, it's run by uh, Gabriella Piptuck, who's um, one of my nurse practitioners, who's really fantastic. And Gabby and Nat. her. <laughs> oh, absolutely. They coordinate, they coordinate the information and, and we communicate with the referring doctors and, and the patients. But um, having as many uh, eyes and minds on the problem is always good. And I think uh, uh, probably the most important thing is that every patient feels comfortable with the medical advice they are receiving. It may not always be good news, um, but hopefully uh, people can separate the, uh, uh, the 
news itself from whether or not they feel comfortable that the person delivering the news uh, uh, provides the confidence that every patient should have in their in their physicians. So I think when when there's any question or or if uh, if someone receives news that's uh, that's worse than than they thought would be the case and they just would like uh, someone else to weigh in on it, uh, it's always a, it's always a good idea. I would uh, uh, alert all all of our patients uh, who may see this video that many times you can request a second opinion through your oncologist or through your surgeon uh, or through your radiation oncologist and say, you know, I know that you have relationships with uh, doctors around the country. Is there someone that you could uh, discuss my my situation with, and uh, and simply provide me a second opinion without needing to travel to uh, another city or get on an airplane, et cetera? And I wouldn't underestimate the the ease with which that is often done. Uh, wow. And then la and lastly, I'm sorry if I'm talking too much, but uh, no. um, <laughs> but most all larger programs have a multidisciplinary conference every week. And here, for example, we meet every Friday morning at 6.30 in the morning, and we get together for an hour and a half, and we go over our clinical trials for 30 minutes, and then we go over um, new patients and complicated patients uh, uh, from seven to eight every Friday morning. And we usually discuss uh, usually eight to 10 patients in that hour. And uh, there is usually one or two critically important piece, uh, points of information with each of the patients, and we uh, and we go through that as a team. So, in essence, a patient is receiving an opinion from probably uh, eight to ten doctors. Wow! Rather than just the one doctor they're seeing, so that's that's critically important as well. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for your time. We know you're a, a very busy man, and you have. Uh, squeeze some time in for us. So uh, I don't want to take too much longer, but we just want to say we appreciate you, everything that you do for the fight for pancreatic cancer uh, awareness and, and the eventual cure. Thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much, Miranda. And, um, you know, a huge shout out to uh, my good friend, Ron Brefka, who is just uh, personifies uh, strength and courage. So thanks so much. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye.